Hello, I'm Amber Lauva and welcome to another episode of the Fashion Avenue podcast. I'm a journalist and I've also been blogging fashion and beauty for almost nine years now, which is crazy and I feel like I'm really getting old, but I just love all things to do with makeup and fashion and clothes and jewelry, you name it, I'm there. The podcast is an extension of my blog and I'm just really excited to bring you informative, insightful and inspiring episodes week after week. Today, I'm chatting to the green queen herself, Irene Falcone, who is the founder of Nourished Life, Australia's home of clean beauty. Nourished Life sells all the best in cruelty-free, vegan, zero waste, and toxin-free across beauty, home, health, and more. In this episode, we chat about what you really need to know about sunscreen, why you should switch to natural deodorant, and how you can live a cleaner life. If you want to know all of that and more, then make sure you keep on listening to this episode of the Fashion Avenue Podcast. Irene, thank you so much for joining me on the Fashion Avenue podcast. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm excited too. This is something a bit different for me and I'm still quite a newbie to it, but I'm trying to get way better with the way that I live, being more environmentally friendly and experimenting with more clean beauty products. But I wanted to start with your career before you started Nourished Life. So what were you doing prior to this? Well, um, before I was working in corporate before I started Nourish Life, but prior to that, I was working at Revlon. So I was the basically the media buyer for Revlon and oh. I love beauty. So I've just been a massive beauty junkie as from as long as I can remember. And I, um, I ended up leaving the agency side to work in-house at Universal Pictures on film. Great. So I was actually working there before I started Nourish Life, but I really miss, I've always missed beauty in yeah. the film industry, yeah. Yeah, and um, how did Nourish Life come all about while you were working full-time in the corporate world? Yeah, I get asked, you know what, I get asked this question a lot and, and I usually go to the usual reasons, you know, um, on, 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 on how it came about and there's a lot of, it was like the perfect storm. So, for example, I loved beauty, Facebook had just launched, I loved digital I love blogging. I wasn't feeling real, really great and I wanted to start thinking about what I was putting in and on my body. I started doing some volunteering for some National Toxics Network and those sorts of organisations that I'd seen on 60 Minutes that were responsible for taking the BPA out of baby bottles. And there's all these things were happening about the environment that really sparked my interest. But if I can be completely honest, the, I, I just have to say, looking back, I can we can talk about all these stories that sparked why I started Nourish Life but I just genuinely believe it was just one of those things that I was always meant to do and Mm. I just think that um, I can't really it's just one of those things I can't explain but I think I was born to 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 do that business. Yeah and how did you I guess identify that there were so many harmful ingredients in the beauty products that you were wearing day in and day out? I think it started with such a simple ingredient which was a paraben Mm -hmm. and I was getting really hormonal and I'd come off the pill and my hormones were all over the place and I was really tired and I couldn't walk very far. I had to sit down and started thinking about, you know, what I was putting on my body and I was sort of looking into it and then I had read that parabens might affect our hormones and I thought, well, if I'm very hormonal as it is and maybe um, I'm, I'm quite, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it might not affect everyone. I might just be prone to being affected by hormones. And so I thought, well, can't hurt to look. Mm-hmm. So I started looking in, in my house and, you know, I threw out two or three black garbage bags full of products. I just basically threw out everything with a paraben in it. And oh, that was my full. God. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. Wow, that makes me really scared <laughs> to go through my makeup. What, do you know what's so crazy? It's so crazy, right? Mm. Um, is anybody that wants to go natural, it's quite common for them to sort of go through the house and try out all their crap. But it was such a big deal then that it made it made the news. And wow. so that's what really sparked Nourish Life. So I, I had done this and um, I was blogging about it. And um, interestingly, a current affair contacted me and they wanted to do a story about this woman, me, who had thrown out all their beauty products. <laughs> it was such a big deal back then. And um, anyway, long story short, I didn't end up doing a current affair because, um, you know, the, the company I worked for, they weren't real keen about that. 
Yeah. But I did do um I did do Channel Nine Mornings instead, which is a bit softer. Yeah. And um if you look at that interview now, back in two thousand early two thousand and thirteen, they ask me, Wow, Irene, it's very hard to find natural beauty products. <laughs> <laughs> how how did you find them? And it was just like, look how far we've come from 2013 to now. It's not really that long. We're not even talking a decade. Yeah. And, um, and it was so newsworthy back then that someone was actually selling a product that was natural. Wow. So that sort of blow, blows my mind. Yeah, that is so crazy to think about right now because there's so many products on the market, which is fantastic that it's come such a long way in such a short amount of time. When you were throwing out all your products and going through everything, was there any one particular product that you found had the most harmful ingredients in your makeup collection at all? Well, everything had three or four different parabens in it. Right. What I will tell you is those products that I would have thrown away no longer contain parabens. So those, even if you go to the, you know, a normal store now and you go into the most sort of section with the most amount of chemicals yeah. you can find, those products actually, um, parabens have been taken out of them now. Right. So I thought that that's quite interesting. Was there something that had the most amount in it? I would say the biggest culprit was fake tan. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and sunscreen. And wow. for two reasons, yeah. But they cover your whole body. So you, we're talking about slathering parabens and other chemicals, other harsh preservatives and um, and synthetic fragrances and bits and pieces from like top of your head to your toes, right, when you fake tan. So your whole body's covered. Um, and same with sunscreen, you know, when you go out to the beach or whatever, you put like sunscreen on every day or you put it on your face every day and put it on your whole body. And they contained a lot of harsh chemicals. Sunscreen's interesting because, you know, those some of the, some of those chemicals now banned in Hawaii because of what they're doing to our corals. So um, yeah. that's just really interesting. So yeah. I think that was some of the worst culprits. I'm a big fan of sunscreen. It's just that some of the chemicals in some of the sunscreens were in my collection and they are the ones that are now banned in Hawaii. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that a bit later because I was interested to yeah hear about sunscreen because obviously that's a staple in every household. Um, so that's yeah definitely something that I'd love to talk to you about further. I wonder like going into this, did you ever consider using natural products prior to starting Nourish Life and prior to I guess throwing out those bags of you know, cosmetics and products? No, wow. not at all. Wow. You know what I used to do? I used to collect, this was me, I used to collect every single magazine, especially when I worked in media agencies. I mean, there was a fat, like there was so oh, many magazines yeah. back in the day mm -hmm. and they're not all published now. I would rip out the cards, the sample cards, and I would spend my entire lunch break going to David Jones and Myers and getting every free sample out of that magazine. Oh, my God. My, I was just like... I was the, you know, I was obsessed with beauty. No, no way would I have used a product that was natural. I, I want my products to work. Yeah, right? yeah. And I need to look good, so I'm not going to use something natural that's just made out of I don't know beeswax and. I don't know, hemp oil. That's just too hippie. <laughs> that is so funny. Do you think people <laughs> do you think people associate natural products with not working the same way as our everyday ones that we get on the shelves? Yeah, they did, but I, they definitely don't. Now, how how far I mean, think about it. How just logically mm -hmm. can anybody think that a tub that's made out of mineral oil, which comes from, you know, a petroleum jelly or something, mineral oil, parabens, which are in there simply to stop the mould going off and moulding, water and some synthetic fragrances and colours. How can we possibly think that that would work better than something that is made by Mother, mother Nature yeah. that is come from a plant that keeps the plant green and alive and and produces new plants and that bees want to be part of. And I mean, I mean, if you just think logically, what was I thinking? Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> and it's funny that you say that because I think it obviously has to do with just being surrounded by those brands. I think if it was the opposite way around and we grew up being associated and seeing all these natural brands everywhere and that was all anyone was wearing and then we were brought into cosmetics that had all this other stuff in it, we'd be like, what's going on? Yeah, well, I actually asked like, the question on my podcast to the granddaughter of Dr. Bronner's. Oh, wow. Okay. And so he was like the first man, you know, 
in the world to create Castel Soap. And he was flying the flag of natural back um, after the war, the one of the wars. <laughs> one <laughs> of them, remember. oh, God. <laughs> so, um, my, ancient, my, my modern history is not really up to scratch, but one of the wars. Yeah. And um, so he, people wouldn't believe him, what he was trying to say and everything. So he ended up putting it on the bottle. And anyway, so that, there's a great story behind it. But I asked her and she said to me that a lot of the chemicals and the products we were using after the war really came from all of these factories and warfare and all of these things that we had that we were fighting a war with we had nothing to do with it when the war was over so we continued to make things like margarine and like mineral oil for yeah. skincare and then and then we then came the advertising revolution and we marketed it and then here we you can see how it happened yeah totally that makes so much sense oh my god it's so crazy when you go back and think about it like that it's just oh it does have a history yeah of of when it and on 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 why it came about and why there was no stricter controls at the time Mm. um to police that what we were what we were putting on our bodies yeah that makes so much sense (laughs) wow and how did you try and educate potential customers on what they were getting from your store and how it was different to others obviously being you know back then when you started it obviously wasn't as common to for anyone to have you know a lot of natural beauty products how did you market that and and bring in the customers I thought I was the most clever marketing person ever at the time (laughs) um and I my my site was actually called living toxic free right yep in the city and it was a blog yeah it was it was actually not a great name at all but it was a blog about this is my marketing pitch it was a blog about how women who work nine to five or worked in corporate could get through their corporate day go to movie premieres go to work meetings look all glamorous without putting chemicals like harsh sort of chemicals on their body and very quickly i got a lot of complaints firstly from mums that didn't work and also everyone that lived in the country complained. Oh my right? God. It was it's so funny, but it was that was a really good learning for me to listen to my customers. So I changed the name. Yeah. Um quite quickly. And then I ended up changing it to Nourish Life because it was all about nourishing your life and and it sort of moved on to on, on onto that. But um yeah, my marketing skills weren't even though I was a marketer, I don't know if if they worked that well then. And then when it comes to <laughs> telling people how great they were. The crazy thing is, is that it was a perfect situation where I didn't really have to try very hard. I just set up a Facebook page and I just said to people, hey, I threw out all my stuff and now I've got nothing to wear to a movie premiere. So now I need a natural lipstick that's red. And um, I found one in this place in, in the US and here's a copy of it. And, and, and I would just tell people of, of alternatives, right, that mm-hmm. I found because, you know, just like different alternatives or a mascara that was made out of um, black tea leaves instead of coal tar at the time. And so, I don't know, one person told another person who told another person and there was a really good algorithm back then. Oh, that, I tell me about it. Like, I, I tell you, everyone, everyone that I, everything that I put on Facebook, all of my fans saw it and they all shared it with their friends and I spent about... $10 promoting those back then a month wow. um, and everyone knew yeah so I was really lucky with with the algorithms and a lot of people totally. found out about it quickly it's very very easy to find a lot of mums that also thought hmm I think I'd like to wear less naturally there was there was always a market for this it's just that now that market's grown so much but I was very lucky to find them when I did yeah oh my god and back <laughs> in the day like I had a blog too obviously that's why I'm doing the podcast because it's a, an extension of my blog I still have it Fashion Avenue and it's so funny back then in 2011 2012 that was when they were all going off that was when you know the good days of blogging and and connecting with people i just remember i've always been a bit of a bit geeky and i remember i remember talking to someone on a before we had facebook we had this thing called irc chat it was mm-hmm. like a chat room where you talk to other geeks about things <laughs> and someone said to me you should set up a blog and i was like a blog <laughs> <laughs> That sounds disgusting. I don't want to do that. And, uh, that been, and then, um, oh gosh. And then I just uh, wanting to do a. Um, I remember from there I wanted to do a, a blog on yeah. um, reviewing beauty products so I could get free ones. So people would send me free shit. And so that's why. Sorry, excuse my language. That's why I set it up. And that's why I thought I'd set up. And actually, interestingly, and I haven't told anyone this, I went and bought you know all these products to to write about mm. and. I didn't really know what to write about them. 
you know, yeah, what do you right. write in a blog? So I thought maybe I'll just talk about the ingredients, the beautiful ingredients that are in them. Actually, that was one of the reasons I turned the package over and I was like, paraben, oh. sodium lauryl sulfate or, you know, mineral oil. And then I looked into these ingredients that I wanted to do a blog. Like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> this isn't, this doesn't, something about this isn't right. And and are these testing on animals? Or yeah. Are not testing on animals. It says not tested on animals on the back of this product. Mm. But hang on a second, they're selling it to China and in China you've got to test on animals. So, hmm, oh, hang on a minute, they don't test in animals just in Australia. Right, so this is all very confusing. And so I didn't, this is about 10 years before I actually started Nourish Life, but I've always wanted to do something, but it just didn't feel right to do it on the mainstream beauty products back then because something Mm. about them just didn't feel right. And so, um, I don't know, I can see how it all sort of ended up where it ended up. Yeah, definitely. And can I ask, why did you choose to do e-commerce over an actual standalone store? Like a bricks and mortar store Mm. because I was just doing it after work and in my lunch break and on the weekends and I had a full-time job. When I quit my job, which was the day or the week after I was on TV because I realised from all that traffic that I was onto something. It's always been my dream to have a bricks and mortar store. Mm-hmm. And and in many ways, yeah, that's regrettable that I didn't do that. And um, But I figured that with all the money that I could save in leasing yes, um, and put traffic in one location, I could put so much more into, I don't know, you know, advertising and Facebook and growing the business that way. And, and I had a lot of experience in e-commerce because I'd worked in, you know, on I launched Yahoo in Australia and New Zealand oh back my in, God. in the late 90s. Oh, wow. I know. So I worked at the, when I did, when I worked at agency, we, that was one of our, our first digital clients. So wow. yeah, I felt really comfortable in the space and I yeah. don't, didn't really feel comfortable or I didn't definitely didn't have, I haven't got the budget to take out, you know, got to take out a three year lease, a commercial lease is like minimum of three years. I mean, taking oh. out my first warehouse, oh my gosh, the anxiety. Yeah, and that was like, uh, like, oh my god, how am I going to pay the rent on the on this little warehouse? And, yeah, and so, um, yeah, e-commerce is just such a safe place to play. Yeah, and definitely now you're seeing everything closing down, and you know, brands that you thought would last forever. It's just, yeah. it's a bit scary at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, and actually, really sad because I like to walk down the shops and yeah, go shopping. So do I. It's therapeutic. Yes. <laughs> and so I read that you started the store with a hundred dollars. How did you do that, and what did you spend it on? I bought. As this is such an easy question. So you know, back then in two thousand and twelve, the Australian dollar was worth a dollar nine for the US dollar. Wow. Whoa, we would never see that again. (laughs) Right? Wow. So I bought a hundred horror cherry lip balms for 99 cents. What? (laughs) And I shipped them over for about $10 and I sold them for about eight or nine dollars each. And that was the first product I ever stocked. And I still stock that today. You can buy that everywhere now. Um, And that is where um, I spent the first hundred dollars. And then I. Just bought more flavors, and oh, at the beginning, I was just really selling those horrible balms instead of chapstick. Yeah. Interestingly, chapstick is—I just saw chapstick in the shops the other day, and it is now made natural. It doesn't have mineral oil in it. Wow. I'm sure. I am sure. I am sure. I looked at it, and I'm sure it's made out of something that's natural now. And I thought, this is awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely heading that way. And I've had a few brands on now, and we've spoken about this and how a lot of brands are taking into account that a lot of people now want to live a cleaner life in in all ways. It's an amazing. And and I think what's really happened and why brands are really making a difference is because, okay, people might still think or people might believe that natural products don't work as good as the products that they're used to traditionally, Mm. but nobody can argue that microbeads is bad for the environment. And so when you start talking about using jojoba beads in a scrub instead of microbeads, you know what it's doing to the environment. Then if you're not thinking for yourself, at least now people are thinking about our children's future and the environmental aspect has really played into this and it's been amazing. Definitely. And it's fantastic that, you know, we can, as you said, go and look at, you know, chapstick and see that it doesn't have any harmful ingredients in it, which is, it's awesome. It, it absolutely is. I think I'm right. I think I just picked one. I think I picked it up and I thought, oh, wow, this looks really clean. Yeah, good. Um, which is great. But, you know, it might have had a mineral oil or something else in there. Not yeah. that there's anything dangerous about mineral oil. It's just that, you know, it's not 
you know, I've never said, oh, these chemicals are bad for you or they're harmful for you. We know some of them are harmful to the environment because there's Mm. scientific evidence on that. But it's more about the unknown Mm. and also just knowing that nature is nicer to put on you and feels nicer than, you know, the something that's made in a lab. And so I've never um I've never gone down the the scaremongering route for this. I've only ever tried to put natural products in the spotlight. I've never tried to say anything negative about the alternative because hey, I was obsessed with the alternative for a long time and we, yeah. we, we were at some point. I know I'm definitely trying to use better products and trying to make sure I'm, you know, using mm-hmm. alternatives and keeping an eye on what, you know, the, the packaging is saying and reading up online. And, you know, it definitely makes a difference. And you also feel better about yourself as well when you know it's, mm-hmm. it's doing something good for the environment too. Absolutely. But the good thing is, is that in many cases, you don't even need to give up those products because those ingredients have changed. Yeah. You can still buy the same brand that you bought with parabens in it. They're not in there anymore. It's so good. Thank God. About time. (laughs) Yes, it's just, it's fantastic. So, and I did predict this would happen. Yeah. I did think everyone, I mean, I saw Revlon has got a natural product out now. Yeah, that's great. I think they've got a natural primer or something. I mean, this is a mainstream beauty brand that's been around forever mm-hmm. that we all grew up with and then it's now sort of got a beautiful natural line, I, th- I think. So anyway, this is exciting times, isn't it? Is. It is. Yeah, totally. And can I ask, what's the criteria for brands that want to be available or stocked on Nourish Life? Well, that's a good question. So there's sort of people that like, you would be a great example of someone who you know, you want to have cleaner beauty products. So mm-hmm. therefore, you're really probably thrilled to turn your product around to see, you know, certain ingredients yeah. are not in there now and there's cleaner ingredients in there, which is exciting. But Nourish Life isn't that. Nourish Life, in that, whilst that's great, Nourish Life is for the person who is a bit more hardcore mm. and they really don't want anything on their skin with any kind of synthetics or anything that is not um, certified organic or um, certified organic approved. So there's a big difference between clean beauty, but then there's these other levels of clean beauty like certified organic and biodynamic. Um, And it's sort of, yeah, sort of next level. And I think a lot of people will, will put their toe in the water and then they'll get more and more interested and they'll go, okay, okay. So now I want to move on to a brand like Waleda that, you know, they grow their ingredients on their own farms, fair trade, the money goes back into the community and they pick the ingredients at the right time that the sun's hitting to get the most nutrients out of it. It's biodynamic farming. I mean, that thing, that sort of more nourish life is more on on that side of, 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 of the fence. But we also, we're very strict, but we also do all the hard work for people that just don't want it can't be bothered to go through that label and check it. They know when they buy it from Nourish Life that I've checked it and it, you know, it's it's hardcore. Mm. And so obviously you not only stock beauty products, but you also have a bunch of other types too. What categories are you covering off on Nourish Life? Well, we sell clothes like bamboo undies and bamboo clothing, yeah, which is great, which, you know, is one of the most sustainable plants on the planet. Um, So we have a big eco-focus there. We sell, you know, home cleaning products for the home, laundry detergent um, that's great for your skin and great for the environment and great for our waterways. We've got all that. And then the inner beauty. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The inner beauty. So when I started Nourish Life, the second brand I stocked was Color Oats, the beauty chef. Oh, my God, yes. I love the beauty chef. Wasn't even called the beauty chef then. It was just Color Oats. But, yeah. So I know. So, um, so she was the second brand that I that I stocked, wow. and um, yeah, and so Inner Beauty is um, important. But hey, what's happening with Inner Beauty now? It's gone ballistic, right? Yes. Everyone has decided they're going to launch a beauty Inner Beauty products, and so yeah. again, we've got to I've got to go through and make sure you know people are getting the real deal and not um, cheap fillers that are packaged up nicely. So. Mm. Um, yeah, we're big on inner beauty too, but it's got to be the real deal. I love that because I'm I have a lot of kind of like gut issues, so that's really something that I've jumped on the past couple of years since finding out I was like lactose intolerant and um, just having a lot of issues there. Gut health is something that I'm just so about, and I love finding products that you know assist with that and promote that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm have my own I'm on my own gut health journey I actually interviewed someone on my podcast oh, um, from the shift 
the Shift Clinic, and she's a gut health expert. She's actually got a podcast that just interviews gut health experts. It's like a um, like a series. Oh, cool. Anyway, I I cried listening to some of those, and so I'm actually so moved by her work. She's in Brisbane that I'm actually doing her course now she's to sort my own gut health. She's in Brisbane. That's yeah, where I am. <laughs> oh, you must you must get her on your podcast, or you oh must go God. talk to her and tell yes. her I sent you. Yes. she's amazing. And it's all about shifting your health wow. and it's all about gut health. And I'm actually on about 300 of her different herbs at the moment wow. and I'm about a month in. I, I'm probably exaggerating. feels like 100. <laughs> um, I'm on all these herbs and concoctions and I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit better, but it's going to take – apparently it takes like eight or, eight or 12 weeks or something to get yeah. your gut. Wow. So, yeah. It's a journey. So, um, it's such a journey, but – once you fix your gut up, everything else falls into place. Exactly. Yeah. I've noticed just, you know, the way I eat and the things that I do and I just, it's all about what I'm ingesting. That's what it comes down to. That's everything that are I'm you, eating and drinking. It's just, yeah. Are you vegan or are you? No, I'm not vegan. That? I'm I'm dairy free, like in general, but I don't cut out meat. Um, yeah. So that's. Yeah interesting so um yeah they weren't really really excited about me cutting out meat and i'm not vegan but i um i've got to say i'll I tell you what i watched the game changers about four months ago and i haven't had any meat since then wow. I'm, I'm wondering if that is contributing to the fact that i'm feeling better as well yeah possibly like i definitely i don't um you know i don't eat meat every single day and i make sure that you know i'm i'm making sure i'm getting you know all my greens and all of the all of the right foods but um yeah that's def- that's really interesting i think you know i i definitely have switched to you know vegan alternatives and with different things and like for example just the other day i found a, a great vegan garlic aioli in coles and i was like great like that's that's amazing for me so <laughs> you know and with meat and just you know things like just eating you know things like pasta instead or other foods that a nice salad without meat and yeah i'm just testing it forces you i think for me it's probably not not eating meat it's just the for- forcing me to have to eat vegetables instead Ugh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just put a nice sauce or a nice dip with it and then i'm like okay <laughs> We're good. <laughs> and so how many brands do you think you have now on Nourished Life? Oh, I, I don't know. There's a few. A few, <laughs> a few hundred. Um, I think it's almost 7,000 different products. Wow. So, yeah. That's, you know, that's a decent number, I'd say. Yeah, I'd like it to be more, but. Um, oh, wow. Well, you're definitely on your way. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right. And I'm really keen to get some insight from you about some certain products. Obviously, we spoke about sunscreen earlier, which is so interesting because, for instance, when I see any sunscreen on the shelf or online, I'm like, great, that will do the job. It says sunscreen. That sounds great. Um, But obviously, it's not as simple as that, as you said earlier. How can we choose the right sunscreen to protect us without having all these ingredients in them that aren't good? Well, there's something about sunscreen that I don't don't think everybody knows or maybe they know now but they didn't know back when Pete Evans was coming out saying sunscreens are bad which 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 I think um is a shame mm. because sunscreens aren't bad and I'm not sure he actually said that so what it is is there's two types of sunscreens in Australia there's chemical absorbers mm-hmm. and then there's actually there's three there's chemical absorbers then there's chemical absorbers with three particular ingredients that are very harmful to our reefs and then there are natural physical sunscreens now all of the sunscreens to be legally sold in australia must go through the tga and they must go through the australian standards of testing so for example if i was to buy a sunscreen right now from the us and i was to get it tested in a tga approved lab here and it said spf 30 i can tell you now i've tried it and i've tested it and they come back at some of them come back at an spf 3 or a 10 our standards in australia are so strict, right? So never, ever, ever, ever buy a sunscreen from a different country because it's not tested. We have different conditions here. We have different UV and we have the, probably the strictest testing in the world. So that's the number one sort of thing to remember. Wow. Yeah. So they have to, so you've got to check that there is a TGA number on the bottom when you're buying it. That's the most important thing. If it, not, it will have, everything will have a TGA number on the bottom for a sunscreen. Right. Then the second thing to know is that a natural sunscreen and a chemical absorber sunscreen both have to go through exactly the same testing oh, okay. to say to say it's SPF. So they have to work 
the same because yeah. they have to do the same testing and if they don't pass, they don't get the TGA number. So if you are wanting to wear a sunscreen that is natural, then you have that alternative and it's going to have to protect you from the sun mm. with the same level of SPF as the, as, the, as the chemical one. The only difference with the chemical one is it is harder to find a natural sunscreen that feels really nice on, on the face. I've got one, um, one or two, but, you know, I'm not going to lie, a lot of the natural sunscreens are a bit thick and they're fine for the beach and they're fine for kids, but mm. they're not really feel that beautiful on the face to wear every day when you're just picking the kids up from work and going to um, from school and going to work. So yeah. then that's why some of the chemical facial sunscreens get a good wrap. But then I would suggest trying to find a natural one that feels nice on the skin, absolutely. Mm. But then if you do want to go the chemical route, at least find one that's reef safe or that doesn't have um, oxybenzone and there's a couple of other ingredients in there that are actually bleaching our, our, our reefs. Um, and so there's sort of environmental aspect to it and then mm. there's the, the health aspect to it. But um, it, the most exciting thing is, I mean, sunscreen's important. We all need to wear sunscreen. I just feel if you're going to cover yourself from head to toe, you might as well use something that's natural that blocks the, the sun's rays from going into your skin rather than absorb them. That That's sort of my personal yeah. sort of choice on that, on that. Yeah, wow, that's so interesting. Oh, my gosh. Because I guess when you, as a just an everyday consumer, mm. you, you don't even think twice. You just say, yeah, sunscreen, great, grab that. You know, it's really interesting when you start to break things down. Well, as a mum, before I really researched this, I would be more inclined. Even Irene, the mum who started Nourish Life, okay, mm-hmm. before I, in the early days, would might have still probably put a chemical-based sunscreen on my kids because I wanted to make sure they didn't get burnt and I wasn't sure was the natural one going to really protect them. Yeah. But yeah. obviously I learnt now that they have to and they do, but um, I, you can see why people would think, oh, it's natural, so how can it possibly perform as well as, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's, it's crazy thinking, but it's a myth, yeah. Yeah, oh, that, a myth that definitely needs to be debunked over and over yeah, again. I know, <laughs> I, I think, I think, I know. I think now more and more people, because of, again, of the coral thing, I think more and more people are trying out the natural ones and I think they're mm. getting great results and they're yeah. going, oh, wow, I was at the beach all day and I, I reapplied and I wore a hat and, hey, I didn't get burnt at all and, wow, okay, I'll use this again. Yeah. So I think that's, that's, that's a positive. Yeah, I should definitely try a natural one. I don't think I have one. I'll, I'll have to jump on the bandwagon and give it a go, I think. That, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. And also when it comes to babies, and I know this can be – a touchy subject because, you know, a lot of mothers have their own opinions on what's best for their child and so they should. But what products are really best, I guess, to keep our baby safe or what ingredients or what should we, I guess, well, what should mothers be looking out for? Oh, so interesting, right? So my, I've got two babies. One mm-hmm. of them is now 14 and the other one's nine. Oh, my goodness. But my <laughs> first one, um, I slathered with the stuff they gave me at the hospital at the time or brand I'm not going to mention. Yeah. And I also doused her in powder, <laughs> baby powder. I, I was doused was in baby powder. It's fine. <laughs> we, we all we all turned out okay. We're still here. Yeah, we're, okay. we're still here. Um, probably talcum powder is probably not a great thing to put on your baby because of the breathing. Like you don't mm. want to breathe in. Shouldn't be breathing in powder and stuff. But you know what? You, what if I knew now what I knew then? But the reality is this: babies don't need anything on them. They just need water. Yeah, um, right. So the reality is they don't need any shampoo. I mean, I sell organic shampoo and organic baby wash, and mm-hmm. of course, I would love people to buy them. Um, but babies just don't need. They just need warm water. If you really mm-hmm. want to put a couple of drops of some Walita baby bath or in it, or um, you want to put something in their hair, then then absolutely. With babies, I just think it would be certified organic would mm. be where I'd go if you had to. But you'd, it's more expensive, but you need one drop and they don't really need it. So um, I'm a big believer in that. I think children, as they get a bit older, they can probably go more into, you know, I mean, EcoStore do a great brand. Of, yeah, EcoStore. You get from that, that from the supermarket and it's natural and it's environmentally friendly and, yeah, just a great brand for kids, I think. Yeah, that's affordable. awesome. Yeah, so I guess they get a bit older, you can be go more towards the clean and natural rather than having to be certified organic. But um, that babies don't need babies' skin is like I haven't got the stats, but the stats show that they're a certain percentage thinner than adult skin. So mm-hmm. it's going to go directly through their skin, whatever you put on them. Yeah. So to think about that with whatever you put on them, 
a little bit of a bath with a few flakes of magnesium flakes is just, it's pretty much all they need. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. I don't have kids, but this is interesting for me. So yeah, for when most I do. Of my, yeah. Well, most of our customers come to us when they're just about to think about having kids and they start yeah. thinking about what they're putting on their bodies. And so, so that's interesting too yeah. when you get to that, when you, when you're ready for that. Totally. And so, yeah. Can I talk to you about natural deodorant? So this is something that I've seen around for a few years. I know that people have been doing um, some sort of like natural deodorant 30-day challenge just to give it a go and all these things I've seen people pop up and do it. I'm super picky with this (laughs) because I'm very big on my, you know, my spray deodorants and I just, I'm very, like the thought of it, I'm just like, no way. What did, like, does it actually work? Oh my gosh, I love talking to you. This is so good. This has been the best conversation ever because normally I just talk to people that are like already like they're just like, wow, I just honestly, this is crazy. I don't even think to me that there's people out there that still use deodorant. Oh my God. Oh my my gosh. Okay, so let me explain. Mm -hmm. So I used to use, because I worked back in my Revlon days, I was obsessed with Mitchum, right? Mm -hmm. Deodorant. And yep. I worked on their campaigns and I, and I, I bloody works as well, right? It does work. And so even when I started Nourish Life and I had access to the best natural deodorants on the market and the best to uh, No Pong and Black Chicken, the Exilla by Black Chicken, both of them are deodorant pastes mm-hmm. and they both work equally as good um, and they're both fantastic and they absolutely work. And they don't all, not all of the natural deodorant out there works, I'll tell you, but these two work. And so... When I so even at Nourish Life, and I would wear either of those deodorants every day. Mm-hmm. When I had a big, like if I had to go on TV and do an interview, I'd probably put the Mitchum on, right, just for the day, just just for the couple of hours I'd go on TV because I was worried, you know, about sweating and I was worried about smelling and all that stuff. So I was mm-hmm. a bit nervous. So I might go the hardcore stuff. What I found really interesting is my body has somehow worked or switched in the last three or four years, and it does take some time. And I asked someone about this and they said it can take anywhere between three months and a couple of years. I probably was in about the two-year mark where if I have to go on TV now, I will use either Nopong or or the Exilla over a commercial one because I feel that it will protect me better from sweat and an odour. Now, my body has readjusted. So there is an adjustment period, but I can tell you, not just me, but any of one, anyone that's using natural deodorant will say, yeah, it actually works as good as the as the hardcore stuff after a while. Wow. So that would be why the 30-day challenge, and I haven't heard of that, but it makes complete sense because you need to at least give yourself 30 days. In the beginning, you might sweat more and smell more because your body's like adjusting to it. But yeah. long term, just do it in winter. Don't have to yeah, try it true. in summer. Yeah. Try it in winter. But, mm-hmm. oh, gosh, I would... I, oh, you've got to switch to natural. You don't have to wear a natural deodorant every day. Yeah. But, you know, you can I just. I think what I don't like is I hate roll on deodorant of any sort. It makes me feel disgusting. Well, you're going to hate the pace then. You're going to yeah, hate that. I hate your fingers it. Fingers in it. And I don't enjoy doing that process mm. either. Yeah, I just I um, can't get yeah. it. I can't get around anything that I have to like. I've never been one for roll on deodorant. Like if if I've you know run out of deodorant and only have roll on, then I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, no, and I I do, I do hear you. And I there are some natural sprays as well, but I have to say, and I I've got one as well that I, I make under my brand. But I've got to say, nothing works as good as the paste. So if okay. you can if you can just do it, the trick is just to do it after the shower after you come out of the shower, and yeah. then you can just rub it on and then wash your hands. And you know what? It is a good thing for your body to be feeling under your arms mm, as well. Yeah. It does get you like there is that argument that it's good to get connected to your body and it's a bit hippie, but uh, I'm telling you, you will you will be converted if you try. Okay, I'll give it a go for you. <laughs> or for Just you, for me, Irene. please. Just for me. <laughs> and what about natural perfumes? Do they even last? I love a good perfume. I'm obsessed with perfume. Do they last all day or, or, or not? No, they don't. Okay, um, right. Uh, they don't, but I have found one really recently that does. Okay, um, right. I'm going to tell you which one that is. It's, with, it's called Kind Scent. Mm-hmm. from Rachel Finch. Oh, Rachel Finch. Great Aussie girl. Yeah. She's amazing. And so she's actually awesome. I didn't really know who she was. I thought she was just um, a supermodel. Yeah. And I heard she had a perfume, and a natural perfume. And then when I hear people have got natural 
perfumes and I jump on them because I, I, I love perfumes. The um, most natural perfumes do not last all day and it's because there needs to be some harsh chemicals in there to make it last all day because they're not made to last all you know, you, bought, yeah. you like think about like for it to be on your skin all day, like a, a pure essential oil wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And you do, they are made to reapply. And so there's two brands that are great. So the Vanessa Megan range of perfume is excellent. Um, so I have to give a big plug to that. However, I have to genuinely say I can't stop smelling my arms <laughs> from wearing the Rachel Finch ones. Oh, there, nice. There's like four of them um, and... All of them are amazing, but there's one with Frangipani in it, and it just brings yeah. back some memory. I just, oh, I think it's Frangipani. It might be Jasmine. But anyway, whatever yeah. it is, it, it is absolutely beautiful. And I'll put that on in the morning, and when I get home, I'll smell my wrist still, and it'll be there. And it just it is so subtle, and it is so beautiful. It's not going to be as strong as it was in the morning. But And it comes in a little rolly pen, like a pen, like a roll-on, oh, so cute. you can easily. Oh, such a beautiful natural perfume. Chuck that, it in your handbag. Yeah, absolutely. on your desk. Be- they're beautiful. So the nice. answer to your question is 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 it's possible, but you really have to dig through to get the good stuff. Yeah, and works. I'm sure as yeah. time goes on, we will be introduced with more brands that are doing it. So I guess it's a kind of almost a wait and see as well. Yeah, well, you can see that's actually the latest brand I found, and it's last the longest. So I suppose yeah. the technology's sort of getting, and she would be tapped into whoever you know the yeah. latest technology and that stuff. So totally. she's sort of nailed it, which is good. Yeah, amazing, and that's good to hear. Aussie brand, Aussie chick, great, love that. And 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 business women, right? Hundred yeah. percent, love it, <laughs> love it. Women supporting women, woo! I love that. I love know. it. <laughs> and um, how can we educate ourselves on you know potential ingredients that aren't that great um, with all the long scientific names, how can we simplify it? Oh, well, you know, there's it's a website called the Environmental Working, um, so the EWG, and if you just Google EWG Skin Deep Database, mm-hmm. you can put any chemical, any brand, any product or any ingredient, type it in. It's an independent website wow. and put anything in there and it'll give you a, a green, orange, amber or red on whether or not that ingredient or that product is safe according to um, the scientific published data, the real oh data. God. Um, yeah, so they've accumulated all of the, you know, the published journals and data and studies on all these chemicals and they take that and they put that into a red, amber and green traffic light system. And that is a great way if any for anyone who doesn't want to shop at Nourish Life <laughs> and wants to do their own research. Um, <laughs> There's a couple of ingredients on there that I don't necessarily agree with. We overlay a lot of that. We use that as a base, yeah. but we go a step further. Right? There's some ingredients in there that pass the green test that I personally they don't pass the certified organic test. Okay. So you can't so sort of you can't get certified organic if you contain some of these ingredients. So um, right. I, we kind of add an extra layer on that. But but that is the best starting point for anyone that just wants to have a look on the back of their product and type in either their product or their ingredient and it'll just say whether or not um and it'll have a list of all the studies as well and then people can make up their own mind oh okay it gave a tumor to i'm making this up but it gave a tumor to a mouse okay well i'm not a mouse so i'm going to keep using it you Mm -hmm. know or or okay that's a bit risky we don't know let's wait for more research to come out on that ingredient and then people can make an informed choice yeah you know what no (laughs) joke that actually sounds like a great thing to do just on a saturday night in you know you have a nice drink you're just typing away looking at all your makeup products i would love that that sounds like a great night in for me yeah, just get some garbage bags ready just in case. <laughs> yeah, to trash all of them. Just oh in case God. you want to trash a few of them. But yeah. I don't know, like most of them are pretty – most products out there aren't too bad these yeah. days. But yeah, I mean, I just – that's what – I love doing that as well. Yeah, I know, that's like, fun. That's like, maybe we should get together and have a bottle of wine oh, and just do that one night. <laughs> totally. Yes, I mean, that sounds perfect. <laughs> And so obviously, as we said, Nourish Life has so many products and brands. So for any of us who do want to check out Nourish Life and who might be quite new to this, aka myself, where do we start? Where would you recommend we start? I always think it's the best way to start is for when a product finishes and you need more. Okay. Rather than try and, I mean, you can browse, but it can be very overwhelming. Mm. I think that um, if I was to start on one product, can I? Do, oh, yeah. I'm obsessed with this new fake tan brand. It's called Three Warriors. Okay. And I have been using this other organic fake tan for 
probably 10 or 15 years called um, EcoTan, and it's and it's lovely. And um, and the girls at work said, you've got to try this new organic tan. I was like, oh, God, not another organic tan. I've already, you know, I've already, I'm quite attached to the one I use. Anyway, I thought I'll just give it a try just to sort of shut them up. Oh, my goodness. It, I can't believe how good I look in this colour. It is beautiful. Wow. It is like this most rich. And so this is the trick. If you just had to just change one thing, mm-hmm. I would say the Three Warriors Fake Tan Mousse, you put it on and you only have to w- put it on your skin for an hour and then you can wash it off. So you oh, don't have right. to sleep in it. It's not sticky. And wash it off. And then it just develops overnight. And then when you wake up, it looks like you've been on holidays and it's beautiful. It smells nice. So, you know, when you run out of your fake tan, that would be sort of a great place to start. Just okay. replace it with the same sort of product on Nourish Life. Or, you know, you run out of your cleanser. Okay, mm. jump on Nourish Life and look at the cleanser section. So that's sort of probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think, you know, and then if you're doing it while you still have heaps of products, you're just going to be overwhelmed and be like, what do I use? So that's a good, that's a really yeah. good tip to just go You'll with. find though that, and there's a bit of a movement now, and I'm definitely one of those people that I used to love a thousand products in my bathroom and now I only like to have three or four. So when you move to natural, you find you only have much smaller makeup bag and a much smaller you know overnight bag and you just have the basics and it feels nice and you Mm. know what you're using and and i like that too yeah yeah Um, that's great and where can we find out more about nourish life and also what's the name of your podcast and what is it all about just google nourish life and you'll see my face i'll be there um and then and then my podcast and and one of i didn't know what to call the podcast so i said i went out to facebook and i said i don't want to call my podcast any ideas and one of our customers came up with the best name for a podcast ever Mm -hmm. i think um it's called talking clean with irene oh i love (laughs) it that is amazing isn't that great i wish i could take credit I sent her a voucher. <laughs> Good. So she deserves um, it. We should send her some, some more gift vouchers. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's my podcast. And, Great. Um, and we just – so on my podcast, I talk to people um, like I'm big on gut health. Mm-hmm. I talked to Miranda Kerr last week. Oh, my God. Amazing. <clears throat> and she's interesting because the Miranda Kerr in, – because she's more than what you would – think yeah so she is not just a pretty face right yeah. she's a smart businesswoman mm-hmm. who left you know the modeling victoria's secret world to push certified organic products and yeah. her range she just makes every all everything in her range she she is not just the face of it like she has control over everything that mm-hmm. goes in it and the packaging everything and so i had a really interesting interview with her and i asked her um you know, a whole bunch of questions that people wouldn't normally ask her, like not the questions that Kyle and Jackie O would have asked her. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so I like to ask more interesting questions and I'll talk to her and I'll talk to, you know, people who know, like the head of Walida out of, out of Germany and ask, like, why do you pick the flower at 3 a.m.? What's the difference? <laughs> wow. You know, and they explain to me the biodynamic farming and how that actually works and like mm-hmm. that's interesting and interesting i think it's very interesting stuff so yeah um, great so that's i sort of delve deep into into that sort of thing yeah that sounds good well you know if anyone's keen go and listen it sounds <laughs> great and um yeah amazing and and it's great to to also chat to someone who podcasts as well because you probably get it and this is a lot of work so yeah and when you talk to people that don't podcast yeah i don't know it's always i always find a lot of background noise <laughs> yeah or they don't or they're in a really or they'll try and do a podcast with me and they'll be like i don't know on the train i've had someone in a crowded cafe i've had you know all different things i've had i've had someone bless them in their like hot car and i'm like oh you poor thing i'm just like oh no yeah it's, and it's like a truck driving past <laughs> i've had and i it's just like so noisy and i just keep thinking no no it's a podcast you need a quiet room <laughs> Oh no, it's it's one of those things. It's hilarious. Okay, so I want to jump into some funny questions for you. I'm just a few about random. These. Oh, don't be. They're just a bit of fun. <laughs> Everyone's always so nervous. It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so number one, you can only choose one product stocked on Nourished Life to use for the rest of your life. Which one is it and why? Oh, so easy. Horror cherry lip balm. Oh, okay. How come? When I put that on my skin, I look instantly pretty. Okay, that's nice. Instantly pretty. And there's actually no other lip 
gloss or lipstick I have ever used. I don't actually don't wear lip gloss or lipstick. If I really want to spice it up, I'll use a, a lip liner around it. Then I'll oh. put it on. It makes me feel really pretty, and I just think I look really pretty with it. It's bizarre, but oh, nothing nice. else makes me look or feel like that. It's the it's the cherry, and it, you know, the color. I get the color mm. from the black cherries that they grow in an island called uh, Whitefish in USA, and they and they crush those cherries and they use the color from the cherries. Wow. To make the the color in the lip balm, it just looks like your lips are just kissable and beautiful. Oh, I love that. That sounds nice. <laughs> and it's cheap. Yeah, great. Even better. Affordable. I, know, I can't remember what it is now, but it's cheaper than it was <laughs> when I was selling it <laughs> in the early days. <laughs> and um, okay, so number two, uh, what conspiracy theory would you like to start if you could start one? I, I'm obsessed with conspiracy theories, so I don't know if I want to start a new one. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a um, wonder if there are UFOs. Mm. Um, I'm not opposed to th- that thinking that there could be Neither um, other life. Yeah, and um, so I would say something to do with extraterrestrial. Is that how you say it? Yeah, extraterrestrial. Yeah, activity. I think. Um, I think that I'd like to start a theory that we live on a on a on a plane, right? So we're living on a plane under a wavelength, okay? So like a radio wavelength, okay? And we're all communicating with each other because we're all on the same wavelength. But at the same time, in the same place, but we can't see them because we're on a talking on one wavelength. They're all communicating and having lives on another wavelength, right? Wow. We just can't see it. But sometimes something must happen, maybe when lightning strikes, and our wavelengths cross and that's when we run into each other. Oh, my God, that is the best conspiracy theory <laughs> that I've that. ever heard. I'm, like, totally getting fired for that spreading that rumour. <laughs> oh, my God, let's spread it everywhere. <laughs> Do one of those, like, super uh, detailed conspiracy theory videos. I for, that'll be the, oh, the Daily Mail the Daily Mail tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moonlights as a conspiracy an theorist. <laughs> That's hilarious. And finally, if you could be an ingredient, which one would you be and why? Um, I'm going to go with rosy boil. Lovely. That's nice. Rosy boil. Yeah. How come? I'm a bit obsessed with that at the moment, actually. My skin's been really weird and it's my fallback on everything. I, 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 it has to be good at rosy boil. There's a lot of rosy boils out there. I sell a lot of rosy boils as well. This the the the, the best rosehip oil um on the, in the world, and they make that claim that they're like the most potent rosehip oil in the world from this brand called Pyre, um uh-huh. which is a certified organic plant. But they don't just use the the um the crushed seeds; they they use the um the entire uh, rosehip and they extract it with this CO two method, not not cold pressed, and it is um orange, really dark dark orange, and it smells quite bad. But I tell you, put it on your skin, and when you wake up in the morning, you you do have some colour on your on your pillow. But you just look five years younger, ten years younger when you wake up. It is amazing. Oh wow, I that love sounds that. great. So beautiful. Yeah, and as rosehip oil is in actually a lot of products, so I, I think it's a very mm. versatile ingredient. And totally. also, you can drink it in tea, can't you? As well. Oh my rose god, hips. great! Not the oil, just the rosehip. Yeah, you can have rosehip tea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe I'll, I don't want to be. I want to be a rosehip. Oh, lovely! I love it. Steam me, press me. Extract me. <laughs> That's lit. <laughs> that would be your little motto. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Oh, God. That's hilarious. Oh, Irene, you have been very insightful. You have been, you've educated me on a lot of things. And I feel like I'm going to just walk out of this and just feel really confident in, uh, in everything that I know about um, clean beauty and clean living now. So thank you. Oh. Thank you. I hope I've opened your eyes and convinced you to try some new things. You so, have. Um, also, I'm going to go download your podcast now. I'm so excited to listen oh, yay, to it. Oh, thank and, you. Um, so it's just been such a pleasure to talk oh, to you. Oh, you too. Thank you so much, Irene. Awesome. Bye. Bye.